From Santa Barbara, California, the Timeless Voyager series, where the knowledge is timeless and you are the Voyager. Interviews with leading-edge authors and speakers, psychic phenomena and the unexplained, UFOs, extraterrestrial encounters, government cover-ups, alternative health care, new technologies. Fasten your cosmic seatbelts and join me, your host, Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Good morning, everyone. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. Welcome to the show, Katara. Thank you, Bruce. All right, where are these guides from? Um, I prefer to think of them as coming from the uh, the plane of the divine consciousness. Uh, the ascended masters are in a plane which is of uh, limitlessness and all love. So this isn't really a place, but a... It's a consciousness any more than um, our dreams are a place. They are very real in the moment we experience them, but they are a level of consciousness. I like that. It's like, so where are our dreams? I think people probably wonder where, where, are you, where do you go when you have a dream, and then uh, what happens when you come back? And we all know what happens when you come back, but where do you go when you have a dream? So these... Now, this is not necessarily a dream world, though, so I don't want to steer people wrong. Oh, or no, is it? it's very no. real. Um, I do believe that the dreams are real also. I believe that uh, we everything we experience is real. We think of our imagination as something separate from reality, but I think that is uh, a key to just um, expanding our view of reality and of giving ourselves new hope and new opportunities to choose. Okay, for our listeners... What exactly is your understanding of channeling? I believe that uh, in the broadest way I would define channeling, it is an opening for the experience of energies to be moved through in a conscious way. Now that can mean uh, from, from anything from being aware that you are moving a healing energy through your body or you are channeling extra strength to achieve a, a goal on a physical way, or it can mean uh, traditionally what is referred to now as uh, a mediumship or as a altering of one's personality consciousness to a higher consciousness, channeling um, a vibration of this higher energy or, or an aspect of divine ascended masters. Okay, you keep mentioning ascended masters or divine ascended masters. Mm -hmm. What exactly is an ascended master and how do they get there or where do they come from? Uh, ascended mastery is the state of having achieved uh, through perhaps living on the physical dimension all the lessons of the physical world or through... Now this is the physical dimension here now that we're the here in. Here now that we are in as mm -hmm. we experience it. So the ascension is having lived the physical dimensional life and learning to integrate that there is an ascension to this higher level of consciousness where there is just total expansion ascension uh we understand of course when we read different literatures from religions um i would presume that that according to the christians only one person has ever ascended mm, well i'm not sure about uh what what that uh what the limitations are and how many, how many, according to the Christians, have ascended. But yes, sometimes ascension is referred to the physical movement of the body out of the earth and into some heavenly mm -hmm. sphere. Um, and there have been some cases that have, that I'm aware of, that that has occurred, but that's not the requirement uh, for ascension. It's uh, leaving the physical body behind in some cases, or uh, simply choosing to uh, materialize or dematerialize at will. 
All right, so these people are people, beings, entities, whatever it is they they become, start have have pretty much had the same um, life existence that we've had in the beginning. Some of them have. There are some beings which have never lived it physically, but are aware of our physical world. And these beings are equally um, divine, and they're equally what I would call in the realm of ascended mastery. They just have experienced things um, from a different perspective than we do here on this plane now. So we have different levels then. We have uh, people who have become ascended masters. We have beings that have never been people. Yes. <laughs> who are also ascended masters. Yes. Do ascended masters... Or let, how about this? Let's start with some names. Who are some of the ascended masters, and do we have we recognize the, recognize their names as having been people before? And yes, uh, some of them that I am familiar with is uh, Saint Germain. Okay, Saint Germain, who was originally, who was the he? life of Germain was French. Yes. Okay. Um, there are there's Jesus, of course. That's very well known. Okay, Jesus is an ascended master. Indeed, he is. Okay. Um, he lived on the earth plane, and as we all know, that's pretty pretty well so documented. So he has a historical story. account. Yes, he does. All right. Um, see, my mind tends to go a little bit blank sometimes trying to call because they all are so very equal to me. Um, some of the other guides or the ascended masters, as I call them all, are um, of course Ramtha, Mafu, as some are very familiar with. Um, they have had earth lives that they have learned mm -hmm. from and moved into a holy existence. Uh, some of the archangelic realms. Now, they, ascended masteries, of course, as archangels, never lived in a physical human form, but they okay, have been Okay, so an archangel mm -hmm. is an ascended master who has never had a physical form. That's my definition, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Um, this is interesting. Now, with that in mind, what is it then that you do as a, as a medium or as a channel in order to allow them to communicate with us? Uh, in order for, for that to occur for me, I move into a meditative state. I allow myself through breath to bring a commandment of calling their energies to me. And I open the uh, spiritual chakra, which is above the crown, and allow for them to move through my body. In my case, I... Now, the crown chakra, for those people that are listening, is, mm -hmm. is above the head. Is that correct? It's at the, uh, yes, it's right at the, at the top of the head. All right. Um, and I allow the spirit to move through my body, and as appropriate, and I don't make the decision, but as appropriate, then I will be moved out completely of my body and allow them to come through for mm -hmm. um, full conversation or energy sharing. Now, what happens to you when you leave? I have wonderful experiences when I leave. I feel very blessed that somehow I've uh, created the opportunity to travel as it would seem, to different other dimensions during these times. I experience personal healings. I experience teaching, I ex both for my, myself teaching as well as receiving teaching during that time. So I'm very conscious and aware, although my body is going through something else and something else is being said through my body, i am come back with a memory uh, similar to a very lucid dream. Hmm. What is your... I mean, people must ask you periodically, or I'm not saying ask you, people must make statements about whether this is some type of, of uh, black side of life, the devil worship, all that stuff. What is your response to that? My response is that uh, my experience is only that my life is increased in happiness and peacefulness through it all, and everyone that I've known that has experienced the channeling has felt peace and love through it, and if 
that's demonic. I sure would like to have somebody tell me <laughs> what their well, definition of God is. Well, I wasn't suggesting it was. I was just no. I understand, but I have received that question quite frequently, and I. Um, but I haven't received it as frequently as I used to. I believe that people are beginning to understand, whether they believe in it or not, that um, there's a service and a serving in love, then there's just no room to touch it with that other paranoia any longer. When did this first happen to you? Now, did you always were you always aware of guides and, and ascended masters, or did this start at some particular point in your life? Well, I was aware when I was a small girl of having a guardian angel, and she was very close to me at the time, and, and whether that was an imaginary playmate or not, according to how some people view it, it was very real at that time. I experienced the conversations we would have. I experienced literal movement, physical movement from the energy touching mine. That seemed to evaporate as I matured into you know older school years and regained my uh, communication skills um, about 19, 20 years ago. So during, uh, what, during the adolescent experience, you went away from it for a while? Is that what you're saying? Or Well, I was prob- earlier than the adolescence. Probably peer group pressure and pressure from... What did your parents think about this? I, it was... Did uh, you keep it a secret or... Well, it wasn't a secret when I was small, but it was patronized. You know, that's mm-hmm. very nice. Pray to God you might become a nun. You might be having a calling, oh, that kind of thing. And, and yet it really wasn't, they didn't want to talk about it. it wasn't. Now, what is your religious background? I was raised Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. And so what do you I, consider yourself now? I universal spirit. Okay. <laughs> well, I ask that question mm-hmm. of a lot of mediums, and I find that most people who are involved in some type of mediumship, psychic phenomena, are are or have been very, very spiritual people. I feel Much very more than the people who, who are pointing their finger at them and is <laughs> saying <laughs> that they're doing something wrong. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. I've known of some people who have come out of a seeming dark spiritual you know, life into the light of realizing something through their channeling or through some special gift that opens to them. But I feel very blessed, too, that that's a part of the existence I created to have been raised with a... Um, spiritual life and and a devout life in um, the belief of saints and and those who would be able to give some guidance and assistance. I think it's it really sort of dwindled maybe right after the first communion stage when all of a sudden we were old enough not to have to need it for some reason. It just wasn't talked about and it wasn't uh, brought up and acknowledged. It wasn't safe for me to talk about it with others, so I really buried a lot of it. When you became older and began uh, using this. What was the first uh, time that you actually channeled? Well, again, it's maybe how we're defining the channeling. The, my channeling developed. Um, I became aware audially of my guidance again about 19 or 20 years ago. And so that's a form of channeling to be able to communicate. So it was a type of Clara audience. Yes. You began to hear a voice. Began to hear the voice. Began to feel the presence again. And I had... So this was familiar to you having experienced it when you were younger. Yes. When it happened again, I was just... You couldn't imagine the elation. The tears flooded to me as the memory of all of that came back and the possibilities that with this touching with spirit there's nothing that can be taken from me any longer and this is the thing i really believe is available to everyone that's not special perhaps the kind of channeling i do is not for everyone but everyone can feel and experience their guidance i do believe we all have guidance available and i I try to teach that as something that i feel is um 
not a unique gift. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned that we would do a channeling, but why don't you just introduce our listeners to what you do before we actually have uh, the channel experience? All right. Um, what I will do is just re- have a few breaths and a brief, very brief meditation, just a few moments where I've conditioned myself through a particular vision of light um, on a on the third or fourth breath, I will usually leave my body. At that point, the guides will come through. One of them will introduce themselves and begin having sharing. Okay, so the guides will introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask some questions and we'll have information directly from whoever it is who has come through. Is that correct? That's right. All right. All right. So we'll take a moment and let you do this. And for those of you who are listening, um, Katar is taking a few deep breaths and she's closing her eyes and we'll wait for a few moments here. Beloved Master, how are you this day? I am called Sensing of the Council. Holy, I am your brother. All right, Sensing. We've talked once before Indeed. on another show. It's a pleasure to have you back here again and I'm excited about the fact that you've come to be with us today. Most joyful to share in this way, for there is an urgency now in this time for individuals to feel some point of spirit is with them indeed. Hmm? We have felt often that there has been cries of praying that hope will be brought forth into the demonstration of true faith. And rather than experience the diminishment of hope into despair, we have come to give blessing. Can you tell us, Sensing, how we may become more clear about our purpose in life? Well, indeed, part of the clarity is for the reasons that you would wish to be something, to do something in life. Most of individuals look to life purpose as, what can I do to become who I am? And the real truth of it all is, you must be rather than to do. And so the doing comes forth from the being. Your life purpose is to experience yourself. It is to express yourself. Your life purpose is to have wondrous fun with all that you do. Individuals looking to find what is it that they personally have chosen in their consciousness to bring forth to this world as a gift. For that is true, that each has come forth for this particular and spectacular gift. The reasoning for that to find is that you come within and you look for what brings you your joy. When you experience and express your joy, you find automatically that you are accomplishing this purpose and you are drawn to be in that purpose. Do you consider yourself to be a human being or a human doing? Give yourself the opportunity then to love the experience of yourself simply for that and your life purpose clarifies itself. And the word self now, uh, Mm. this is a a word that can easily be misinterpreted when one first hears it. What do you mean by the term self? By self I mean all that you are, and that includes the small s self as some are calling it, the ego self, because the ego is not separate from God's self. The ego is the human physical expression of that God self. So it comes to be that you experience all that is in your physical reality and to love that. To find not judgment of that or to find not uh, separation from that, but to encompass that as part of the God you are and to experience that with the joy. For being here is equally God as being anywhere else. Sensing, 
Wow, you are in another place and time from where I am here on the, in the physical plane of reality, or the, this part of reality that we're in. How did you get to this position? And maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, where you started from, at least here. Or there. <laughs> well, linearly it's a hard speaking, question for indeed, me to ask. <laughs> I understand that you would trouble because the more individuals come comfortable to the ideas of limitless space and time, as you are a timeless voyager, are you not? Then it will be that you will experience difficulty in trying to limit yourself with a question again about mm -hmm. these things. But it is that in my linear self, I started uh, many eons ago and went through progression, so to speak, on the wheel of a loving life and hating life and feeling murderous and being murdered. I've experienced, however, in the time that I express now as seeing a lifetime in Tibet approximately 6,000 years ago. Prior to most of what you see now is a Tibetan monasteries. It was indeed a holy place because of the atmosphere of condition that was placed upon there. In that lifetime I was a teacher of languages and I learned and mastered many aspects of giving forth vibrations and sound as words were expressed. I also went through many rigorous situations where I involved myself to be meditative and to contemplate the reality as being beyond the Tibetan mountain. And so in that time I realized myself to ascend and that is I made the conscious choice to feel that my body was complete and that my consciousness could expand beyond that as I left the body on the earth plane and became aware that I am all that I experience and God's self. That is ever increasing and so know that all the ascended masters as we may sometimes be referred to are also increasing their God knowing. It's not that we are, uh, is an individualized spark, complete uh, by the nature of finding an end, but we are complete in the moment as we continue to expand. And so know that this is part of what we call this God consciousness. And as you expand, it cannot help but to allow for me to expand who I am mm -hmm. and to become even more and more and more of the God I am. Two questions. Indeed. Um, it's, has it then been 6,000 years since you were incarnate on the earth? Plane? Indeed, that is true. All right. Now, that, of course, must be only a, lo a long period of time for us because we're wrapped up and confined in time-space. For you, that is what? Is that now? It is now. It is that I see all of these things as a matter of perspective choice. Is it or kind of like paging through a book? You can go from page 50 to page 100 or back and forth. It is somewhat like that. I prefer to see it more holographic. That there are uh, numerous spherical visions that have uh, detail according to the choice of perspective. When you look upon one point, you can bloom it out, mm. as it is called, like zoom into it, and it becomes uh, the now moment to experience. You can go to any point in this sphere of all consciousness mm. and pull it forth for yourself. So to it's the focus it. that determines where you uh, put your attention. That's in, not exactly right. But well, it is, yes. It's the focus, indeed. And I teach about the focus. It's a wondrous term you have called forth because it is that if you see that the focus is not limited, the focus is simply uh, a point of choice. For example, you are looking upon my, my form as I am expressing it now in this body, mm -hmm. but you are also aware that there are windows and there are things all about you. You are focused upon me, but aware. And that's called consciousness. It isn't tunnel vision that there is nothing else but that, but expansion that is there. You see, I am not who I am except in the context of everything you see in the moment, yes? 
All right, now I understand that. I was going to say, how do you arrive at a term uh, like your name? Are you using a name that you had then or using a name for our uh, ability to just call upon you? In my case here in this expression, I am using a name I have been known as for a number of reasons that that is a tone to that and that experience that many have been in that life with me or the tone to that experience that draws forth a memory and a willingness to be expanded to these other parts of self. Other spirits may choose a name simply because it is an easy con consciousness to grab onto a handle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For as it has been also expressed that that is now in the simplicity of my expression here, an ego form. But I am not ego limited, I am ego in choice of my God self. And that is your ego is your personality or your expression so that you can recognize yourself amongst all of life and you can be acknowledged of self in all of life. It is a tool, it is not an enemy. So this is a way for you also to focus, uh, not necessarily, but I mean to, yeah, for you to focus because otherwise I would be, ta be talking to everything, right? Well, it is important indeed. Uh, Individuals have, throughout the course of all of your histories, found so-called problems from time to time in trying to give too much focus or too much definition to what is the God Self or the God Presence they wish to communicate with. And so it is that I am not more God than you are. I am a convenient reflection for you of a beauty of yourself. And to whatever degree you see beauty, for if you see something else in me, then so I am for you. Mm -hmm. But it is not for me to find it as a limitation, but as a demonstration. And we're having a conversation right now with Sen Singh, who is, let's see if I can use this term right, using Qatar as his oracle? Is that correct? It's close enough, indeed. How about, well, what would, is there something uh, that you'd like to add to that? Well, I'm using Qatar, if you can forgive the term use, I'm okay. cooperating with Qatar to facilitate my speech and my energy sharing through this physical dimension so that it is experienced more uh, within the sphere of your realization. What do you get out of this? <clears throat> what do you get out of this? Now, you have, uh, or not have, but you have a certain awareness, a certain level of consciousness that you have arrived at through uh, probably a lot of discipline before uh, when you were incarnate. Why are you coming through now to the same plane of reality uh, and cooperating with Qatar? The choice is that I have been always available and I have indeed chosen other times and other places, other channels, so to speak, throughout histories. But it is now that it is accepted according to the conscious mind as it is expanding and it is now that I personally find no personal in it at all. I am realizing that there is choice of joining with love for all who would hear me. Mm -hmm. It is not my personal need to um, find that I get recognition finally, but it is the need of all spirit that I am one of the chosen within the realm of all brotherhood to give forth the messages that are asked for. People are asking for truth and we are here to answer it. So you like to teach. Indeed. I enjoy the teaching. I enjoy the learning from you as well. For a conscious that I am aware that I know all things, it is through you that I realize that I know them. Hmm. And so I am learning as so well. So it's a cooperative venture. Indeed. And these are all cooperative ventures that we have here. Because well, we tend to think here on the earth plane as, as you being someone who we look to for information. 
that's how we see these things and perceive them. So it is that we are available for such thing, but it is that we perceive equality. And that in the hierarchy of things, that is not greater than, but simply opportunity to move, to be choosing movement in life. I know. <laughs> well, we are all here. We are all in this place seeming to call itself a studio and giving forth a message, which is not just you. Isn't this interesting that I am conscious all over through this body, becoming through waves of air now to be conscious even further in this way of dimensionality? Mm? I was actually going to say that in a sense... I am almost doing the same thing as you because I'm utilizing the studio to send out the message to all these people who are listening. Indeed, so we're, we love it. Uh, you know, Qatar's channeling you and you are on the air and I'm channeling information <laughs> through this equipment. Indeed. So that's interesting. I applaud your courage to say that you are indeed a holy channel of divine light. Oh, goodness. I better not add that to my uh, uh, information or I'll have to start answering questions. Um, how do you feel about the idea that uh, people think that spiritual growth takes a tremendous amount of pain? Mm. Uh, well, if that is indeed truth to that, it is that uh, it has been created so out of a pattern, out of a, out of a habit, so to speak. Um, all of it in life has been seemingly gained by giving forth a tremendous amount of effort, and effort has been pain. If we look at the consciousness that is very deep, Especially in the in the these cultures, where well, in the Bible it is starting out to say, "Well, you are cursed now. You will experience the toil. You will experience pain in childbirth. You will experience all of these things," and so it is believed. For as a child, when you are told something by your parent, do you not believe it? What do you have to question it against? Even if in your own inner self you know the truth may not feel like that's true. You don't have anything else yet but to accept that. And so you have in your cellular consciousness, this group consciousness, the idea that everything in life will be painful no matter what. Love is painful. Hmm? That is what souls think that eventually love shows itself to be painful whether it is by you lose it um, by a cheating or that you lose it by death somehow love is painful the real truth is that pain is an aspect of life that can be moved into a detachment so that it is experienced with less so-called tightness it can be let go and I'm not going to tell you that humans that you will never ever experience pain again but that your view of it will be changing and so that the pain is no longer the tight pain but a blissful pain not here speaking do not get me <laughs> wrong now i'm talking about masochism and so right. forth but that there is an opportunity through a detachment of the experience that this is my experience this is my choice i can breathe through this experience by embracing and loving it and the pain shifts into bliss mm -hmm. No pain, no gain. It's really an outmoded sort of thinking. Hmm? What is the point in that? One can experience through loving work, or one can experience through uh, holding on and agonizing through their work. So once again, we're talking about point of view, attitude. Attitude is indeed all of it. Eh? You have seen the psychology say that, uh, what do you see, a glass half empty or half full? It is an attitude which determines your experience. I believe that all pain here on this planet is transforming for individuals no longer finding they must walk along um, on their knees on gravel to get to the holy places. Most people are no longer believing that's true in order to find that ascension. 
uh, within your culture especially. We have learned, though, that you can uh, go to different kind of therapies now to achieve self-awareness and self-growth. And some no longer find that the therapies of old are working because the therapies rip apart, like raping out the soul and saying, all right, now put it together and find a new way. These painful ways are no longer important. So it's in the release. It's in release as long as you understand that you cannot release it to something. You have to release it within yourself. I prefer usually to use that word of integration because the idea which is now coming into further transformation is to release it to God. Well, when you are realizing you are God, who is it released to? You eventually will experience it until you have integrated it into the truth of itself, into its love and into its blissful energy. If you release it to some God outside of yourself, the good God that you are will let it be until you are ready to see it again. When you expand to it, you will experience it. And this is why at times people find that they go through something over and over again. Because when you release it, you are perhaps free of it until you have expanded yourself to meet it again. Hmm. And then you will have an opportunity to move it through at a new level, a new experience of self. I say, rather than release it to something God outside of yourself, embrace it and let it integrate into the God all you are. So this is really, again, here we are back to focus again. It's, it's where we perceive God to be. Indeed. Well, God is a higher consciousness. The God which is larger than the self sees itself to be usually is important to have that awareness that it is larger than the ego can ever in its limitations see but that the ego must expand itself to be even larger and larger to be the God it is. To declare, I am God, God I am, is not uh, something of the so-called egocentric, but it is of the God-centric. It is the divine truth. The ego is, as I have said, God as well as anything. And so the perspective is then, the focus is to say, all that I see is God, all that I see. Now that's not easy. It's not easy because we have tradition of saying that unholy things, unpleasant things are not God. They are the denial of God. Well, they may act that way, but the truth still remains that energy is energy, yes? And God is God. It just because it is not seen as God, or just because you don't experience it as God, does not mean that it is not God. All right, now as, a, as an ascended master, what is the next stage in your development? What do you look towards? <laughs> or is there is there uh, <coughs> something that you look towards? <coughs> Excuse his body. <laughs> mm. I look toward the enfoldment of all of consciousness as a part of us. <coughs> I look forward to that you and all expressions that, that relate with us acknowledge fully that we are equal. Nothing like a body, huh? To, mm. <laughs> to have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> well, this body is a lovely thing. I'm most grateful for all of its natural state of cleansing itself. Yeah. I have no no disharmonies that mm -hmm. the body sometimes has sneezes or coughs or things <laughs> like this. It is a much joyful thing to experience. Hmm? Do you love yourself when you are finding your body doing crazy things? <laughs> Indeed, I love it. But rather, again, what I'm speaking here in terms of this um, wholeness of self, that what I am, what my next step, so to speak, is, is to be in the moment with you as you expand your knowing of me. 
through you. Well, I'm used, I think probably what I'm asking is, we have this, uh, or from from the world of appearances, the hierarchy. Uh, there's the the uh, the hierarchy of the ascended masters, and mm-hmm. then perhaps there's another hierarchy that the ascended masters uh, get their information or deal with, and another hierarchy that that moves towards the god uh, planets or the god uh, universe. I don't know if yes. I'm saying this right. Or... I understand now what you're saying, that uh, do I have teachers and do I have a, s- a place right. or a mm-hmm. sense that I'm moving toward? And indeed I do have those which I experience as more God than I feel I am at times. But generally, that's very hard to express because I do feel limitless. Mm-hmm. I do feel that there is nothing more than God and it is all there is. So that for me to say that I hope to achieve a new level in my hierarchy is merely to say that will come as I know myself more through all of these duties as I uh, might be seen to have here are experienced in you and no longer required of me. To become world manifest, you know, God of all gods, that's not my goal. It is not the goal of any ascended master. It is to do in a moment what needs doing, to be in the moment who I am. Now there are, my understanding is that there are a number of groups of Ascended Masters, is that correct? Well, you could look at it as groups indeed, yes. Because I've heard there are 70 uh, different brotherhoods, is that correct? Well, I I don't know what perspective that is chooses to call numbers of them, but that are to me again... um, limitless groupings or mm-hmm. vibrational shifts which can move from any time to any time. Um, I Is don't prefer again? to call numbers All upon right. any of Is this again because of the way we, uh, I'm referring to myself, caught in ego and logic, uh, trying to understand... That's the purpose of all of it, to say there are seven levels within seven levels and so forth. It's, it's for the purpose of understanding and giving a grasp of or a tool toward your own conscious development. From my perspective, there is no need to mark myself as a part from another brotherhood. I do acknowledge that there are those in brotherhood who feel not of this earth plane, mm-hmm. and that they therefore are in a brotherhood or in an existence equally divine, but from a different focus again. There are ascended masters who prefer not to have this experience. Is that correct? That's true. There are those which have never been of this planet but have been physical. There are those which have not been of uh, physicality nor of this planet, but of another aspect of mm-hmm. creation altogether. And, and for some souls, as they come into a certain merging awareness, ah, oh, there's something called physical life. They are not even aware, perhaps, and when they come into that awareness, they expand their God-self even more. So there are Ascended Masters who are not aware of the physical world, is that what you're saying? Yes. And they've prefer to keep it that way or well, it's what not that they if prefer if if you are not aware that something mm-hmm. exists how okay. is this a preference now when they decide or when they find out do they decide that they'd like to try it out to see what it's like not necessarily no it but is i mean are there are there ascended masters who have decided to uh, incarnate for a while Indeed, there has been these are what is called avatars avatars right yes and they do it for what purpose there must be a purpose obviously that is purpose of knowing god okay that is really the bottom line. Is it to save? No. It is to share. 
It is to know God and to serve God. And we have been speaking with Sen Singh. Sen Singh, you are about to leave us and allow someone else to come through. Is that correct? I'm about to make a physical seeming disappearance indeed. All right. I bless all of you in the harmonies of your truth, in the green and the gold and the violet rays. So be it. Oh, my beloved ones, how be you now in this time of your time? You might refer to me as Michael. I am that which has been called Lord Michael, Archangel Michael, and the Michael of all life that brings forth the guardianship and the healing. Namaste. Well, Michael, this is the first time I've had a chance to meet you. Welcome to the show. I'm grateful that you have brought forth this light. Uh, we've been discussing lots of different questions with Sen Singh and, and uh, along the lines of, of asking questions, uh, have you uh, been an incarnate being here in this plane before? Mm, that is not part of my choice. All right. I have been here as long as this place has been here. For I am at the will of my divine self, Godfather, that has brought the idea that there is a need and a loving reverence for all that has chosen this particular path, and we would never abandon it. What is your? Uh, do you, do you have a uh, a particular function in the in the uh, uh, makings of the hierarchy of? This is my understanding. <laughs> I talk from ego. <laughs> in my self awareness, I choose at this time through the choice of all brothers to give the light of healing and to give the light of support for the emotional bodies. All right, the plane. healing then, the healing for the emotional bodies. What exactly does that entail then? How is that done? Or not how is it done? <laughs> is that done? Take a long time. Okay. What comes forth is a need now to experience that the emotional bodies have been wounded from the eons of all your expressions, and that now you have an opportunity through the holy breath and through the divine ray of light called the blue ray, also through the tone to bring an alignment of these sorenesses into uh, a harmony, which has really been there all along. Realize that harmony is not something we uh, need to bring forth, but what we need to simply draw into the experience. What is seeming to be disharmony might express itself once manifested into the emotional body fully into the physical form. This has been very well documented, yes. That one, uh, whether it's called psychosomatic or whether it is called um, a mental condition most denied and most uh, put away or most feared will bring itself into a physical demonstration of that energy. And so what we have come forth to do and to allow for all souls to do is to find where it feels that the string is taut and not harmonic, to loosen it and to let it flow into the natural rhythm. Now, often what we will do is to share a particular light or to share a particular tone to bring forth a great alignment of these energies again. If you will, I would like to share a tone. Please, feel free to. not go too much further than that in this time I would not want your divine listeners to believe this is a test 
I see. Right. That's that sounds like an EVS test almost. <laughs> However, that tone now, can you tell us a little bit about the tone and what that would, would do for us here? That particular tone is an energy that is focused to break forth things which are called into the body of the emotional and to the mental or the physical body uh, related to heart stress. It opens up all some of the heart energies and it breaks forth those which are pounding now for many, which are feeling tight. I would like to bring forth this idea for meditation and for healing for yourself and the listeners here. That there is, uh, for some, an experience now of late, within the last few days or the last few weeks for some especially, that they have noticed perhaps that their heart or that their chest is feeling as if there are extra palpitations, or that there is tensions or feelings of angina-like symptoms. On this particular vibration is not cause for great alarm and self, but cause for great excitement, that that is the need showing itself for healing, and that it, a healing is imminent. This is something oftentimes experienced and interpreted through greater fear of it as great ailment, rather than to allow it through a breath to be relieved into the tone of all harmonies. Why is this coming forth? Through the mass conscious belief about things which are seeming to uh, loom over the world at this time, or beliefs that somehow that the earth, not only in the so-called Middle Eastern area, but on the Western and Eastern European areas coming to great shift and change, there is a great energy that is experienced, whether consciously or not, as fear, as a change, and that change brings up the old patterns of resistance. And that's why it will be felt there. What is happening in the chest area of the human body is also primarily coming from the fear of self-expression and so resentments and angers that have been left untouched within the body are coming forth to demonstrate and this tone I have shared will be assist to heal that. Now, you've, you've shared that tone so that we could hear it. Yes. But uh, do you is that tone an ongoing tone that you bring through in other ways besides... It is available to access through a meditation and through the calling of the light to be with you. And whether or not you experience it in your ears mm -hmm. as that tone, it does vibrate. So that what you gave us was an octave that we can hear. Yes. But there, but is this uh, on a very high octave out of our, or is it a low octave? I was trying to decide where it was. Is it in the low octave range? It's in the low octave very range. Very low. Okay, sort of what we would probably term as a delta l level. Indeed. Okay. You can find that these things... Uh, shift like the dog ears hear mm -hmm. a different tonal vibration, it is important that you, whether you are conscious or not, continue to hear the vibrations since they move through the very cells of your structure. That is the nature of your body. Well now, Michael, are, is this tone an ongoing tone that is going on all of the time? It is, and it is blocked most of the time, and that's why we bring it forth in an audible way, so that it can be manifested by your own experience. It is important to know that everyone who tones the tone that comes out of their body will find a greater harmony and healing as well. Okay, now I don't follow that. Do you mean everyone? I believe that from the breaking through of those higher octaves into this lower density, it allows for humans to experience the possibilities of their own expression of the tone of life. And as anyone will choose to give forth the tone of their own body through their own cords, will find that they also assist in the harmonies of universal healing. 
So everyone pretty much knows the right tone. Is that what you're saying? It can't really be a mistake, can it? If you are conscious in your intent. Oh, if you are conscious, that's that's very Now, important. Now, I would say that cannot be a mistake even if you're not conscious. It's just okay. that you will judge it so, or it All may right. seem to be judged so. All right, because that's an important point for us, <laughs> or at least for to me. To be conscious in your intent, indeed. I would encourage that the more you are aware in every moment what is your intent, the more healing will occur. All right, Michael... We're going to have to, because of the constraints of time-space, we will have to leave this. I'd like to speak to Qatar for a few minutes. Most happy to turn this to the vibration of Qatar, and I give you the blessing of all light and brotherhood. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate that. And we've been very fortunate that Qatar would take this time to merge these energies and bring them through for us today. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> it just, um, oh, it's like waking up sometimes. So it sometimes feels like a wonderful bliss that I'm um, not as e eager in my limited self to just jump right into things. <laughs> I would think it'd be hard, just like if people don't like to just all of a sudden wake up and have to answer a question. <laughs> but it's, I'm, I'm doing, I'm getting more and more accustomed to the shifts back and forth uh, in my reality, but I, I do enjoy the bliss of just sort of being in it. Well, I want to take this opportunity on, my, on behalf of myself and certainly the listeners who listen to the show to thank you for having been on today, and I look forward to having you on again. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes, The Timeless Voyager, and I hope that your own personal voyage through life towards the development of your highest potential is a joyous and successful one.
Quiero 